Welcome back to Fig and Farm at Home. In today's Know Before You Go, we are talking about creating more time. So many of you desire to have a home that you can't wait to come home to, a home that feels like a respite and a reprieve from the world outside. When do you have time to create it? When do you have time when you are working a full-time job, taking care of your little ones who seem to constantly be on the move, or shuttling kids to and from every single sporting event in the history of sporting events? When do you find time? That's what we're talking about in today's Know Before You Go. Get out a paper and pen. Be ready to be inspired and encouraged because, friends, there is time when you know how to use it. If having a lack of time is one of the things that is keeping you stuck, keeping you held back from making change in your home that delights you, I hope that you're encouraged today. Enjoy today's show. How many times have you found yourself at your favorite home decor store? Browsing aimlessly for an item to spruce up your space, just to bring it home and then not quite like it. Or find that your effort didn't pay off the way that you imagined. That rug you bought? Too big, too small, or too brown. And the curtains? We don't need to go there. Or maybe we do, in this new Tuesday quick tip series, Know Before You Go. Brought to you by all the mistakes I've made before. (laughs) And thankfully have learned from. Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating Goodwill shopping budget. And I've learned a few things along the way and definitely made a few mistakes. But I am so excited that you're here learning how you can know before you go. So put down your credit card, grab a notebook and a pen, because you're definitely going to want to take notes. Have you ever found yourself in a season of life or maybe multiple seasons of life where it feels like you can't stop moving? Like you are somehow spinning all of these different plates and all of the plates are super important. All of them have different compartments of things on them that you know you want to do right. Maybe you're spinning a plate that of all of your, your family commitments. You're spinning a plate of work. You're sp- You're spinning a plate of church. You're spinning a plate of maybe the exercise classes you do. You're spinning a plate of extracurricular activities for the kids. And then whatever else you have going on. Every once in a while, and you know this very well, and I'm not here today to say, stop spinning your plates. Though, wouldn't that be wonderful if we could and and if we do? But every once in a while, one of those plates falls, right? One of those plates, we can't keep spinning it while we're focusing our attention on something else. And I find myself like this very often, quite honestly. When you take a look at the business model I have for my own business, there are multiple plates just in the business alone. There's the podcast. There's a Facebook group I'm serving weekly. There's my shop, my brick and mortar. There are design clients. It's a lot to juggle, but that's no different than what you do for your work or you do for your home and family life. It's no different. It's compartmentalized. And every once in a while, when you have too many things or too many deadlines or too many scheduled doctor's appointments or whatever, you might drop the ball on one thing so you can focus your attention on another. And oftentimes, one of those plates that we so wish that we could holds that we could spin is spending more time on or in our home, really giving the time and attention it deserves in order to create a space that we really just delight in. And when we think about delighting in 
something, you know, we delight in our family, or I hope you do. We delight in our children. We delight in the things that just make us smile from the inside out. And your home should be one of those places. Your home should be one of those places where when you are done spinning your plates at the end of the day, you don't necessarily have to worry about what it is you're visually seeing in your home space. It should be set up to be an encouragement to you. It should be set up to be a place you like to be. It should be set up to be a place where it's not taking away time from your family. It's not taking away time from your spouse. Of course there are chores, right? And we know that chores take time and effort and a little bit of work. But what I hope is not happening is that you are living in a home space that you abhor, that you can't stand, that you walk into and you think, this drives me absolutely bonkers. But how do you create time? How do you make space for something that is so important, but oftentimes gets put on the back burner? How do you create time for that? That's what we're talking about today. And I'm I'm taking two approaches to this. One is the overall generalized plan. And one is the when you are in the thick of the project so that you can really create and carve out time so that you can get the job done. I remember growing up in a home that never felt done. My parents were very handy and built a lot of things, but it took a lot of time. There was always a project that wasn't done. It was the next project. When that was done, it was the next project and on and on and on until finally we were ready to move. And that's when the real work happened, right? Because we wanted to, or I presume they wanted to get the maximum amount that they could from the sale of their home. So Once we started clearing things out, they went to town, got it all done. But I look back at that and think how sad for them, how sad for them that they were living in a constant state of unfinished work or projects left to do and couldn't really enjoy the home that they bought and were raising their children in. They couldn't really enjoy it because there was always something to do until it was time to move. And as I've worked with clients over the years, I've heard that in a different way. There's maybe not things to build, but definitely things to redo, things to upgrade, things to make more aesthetically pleasing. I remember specifically helping a friend get ready to move and they were moving just across town, but they invited me in to help them stage their home. And as we were adding layer upon layer upon layer and removing some of their personal effects in order to allow the storytelling for the potential buyer to come in and create a story and a potential story for them in this new space, layers were added and added and added and artwork where there was none and curtains where there were none and furniture, uh, not removal, but just rearrangement. The homeowners I was helping kept saying, I wish I wasn't moving now. I wish I would have done this sooner. Why didn't I do this sooner? And of course, that was very complimentary, but it was also very sad. Sad to hear them say or to acknowledge in a way without saying the words that they weren't living in the space in the way that it delighted them. And now when they see the completed space ready for sale for someone else, it's delightful. It's comfortable. It's appealing. It's kind of freeing. 
And so friends, we want that for you before you have to move. So we're going to dive right into four ways that you can really use your time wisely in order to create a home that delights you. Tip number one, this is going to be no surprise to you. Create a plan. Creating a plan is going to save you the most amount of time and headache, and it's also going to align with your budget. But let's expand on that a little bit. You know, you've heard me talk about understanding your end goal, and I do think that is super important and really the direction you should go. Are you wanting to redecorate by just adding curtains? Okay, we don't need necessarily the end goal, but if you're wanting to redo an entire room, here's what likely happens. A lot of times what we think is what we see on HGTV shows. We see these transformations happen and they happen over the course of a show, a 30 minute to one hour show. And we transform that 30 minute to one hour timeline into being a reality for us. And it just isn't. It is not a reality. Oftentimes, because there's not the manpower, there's not the budget, there's not the design decision savviness, what, whatever it is, there are things that are lacking in order to make a transformation like that happen. But we need to remember that those things we're watching and we're, you know, enjoying, of course, those things are designed in order to sell product and they're selling viewership, right? Okay, let me get off that soapbox really quick and translate that to how you can create your own plan. Understanding what the end goal is for you is really, really important. It's important because it helps you know which steps to take along the journey to getting to that end goal. It also really helps you understand what things you need and don't need. You're thinking about things that are functional, things that are not functional. What really do you want that space to do for you that it isn't currently doing? You're also thinking about your budget. In this, in this creating the plan phase, you're thinking about how much money you have now and potentially how much money you need in order to get to that end goal. If you're wanting to just redo curtains, fantastic. You might have a $200 budget. Great. You can probably go out and do that right then. But if you're wanting to redo the entire space from painting the walls to getting a new area rug to getting some new furniture, realistically speaking, that's going to take a series of months, maybe even a year depending on your budget. And that is okay. So accepting your reality within this plan is critical. When you are creating the plan, this is generally the time for you to be spending some of your time understanding your aesthetic, yes. Looking on Pinterest to gain inspiration, yes. Maybe every once in a while stopping in stores to see which brands of couches you like, yes. It's time to do things like that. It is not time to be buying and returning, buying and returning, buying and returning. That is not the time to be spending any money. It is the time to do your research, to really figure out what it is your room needs, your home needs, and how it is you're going to get there. Part of creating a plan is not just what you want the end goal to look like, but Maybe you have a timeline goal. Maybe you know that you are hosting Thanksgiving in the year 2025 and you want to have that whole new dining room done by 2025. Okay, you've got a year and a half. That's a realistic timeline for you to make the transformations over a series of time. What can you do in breaking it down, looking at your calendar so that you know, here is my end goal. I want to have that room painted by July. Fantastic we can do that. I want to have the dining set purchased 
by the next Thanksgiving. Fantastic, we can do that. I want to have those chairs reupholstered by, you get the idea, right? You're you are creating a realistic timeline for your budget to align with the changes that need to be made. The bottom line, this first step, creating a plan, is all about research. And we all know that we have time to fiddle on our phones when we're waiting for practice, when we're waiting in the line at pickup to look on Pinterest, to gain some inspiration, to gain some of that knowledge, to really think about having your notebook next to you and really thinking about what it is that you want to do and what your end goal is for the transformation to happen. Tip number two for creating more time is to prepare your home for the transformation to happen. So let's imagine that we are redoing that dining room. Our end goal is 2025. We are hosting Thanksgiving. Creating beautiful spaces really needs to start with removing excess. If I am transforming that dining room and I have a year and a half to prepare myself for that transformation, before I make one change aesthetically, I need to get rid of all of the excess. Get rid of the things that are just there for their sake. Things that I don't use any longer, things that are just taking up floor space, real estate, important real estate within your home, things that aren't serving you and your family well. Maybe in your dining room, you currently don't have space to sit down and eat. Maybe your dining room becomes a storage space for all of the Amazon boxes that come in. Or maybe it is the toy storage for all of the kids' things. Maybe it's the landing spot for the backpacks at the end of the school day. Or maybe it's holding the things it's intended to hold, but you don't use them. Like the china you registered for for your wedding 25 years ago that you don't ever use. Sometimes when we approach decorating our space and we don't declutter first, we think the end goal is a little misguided. We think what we want or what we need is a transformation in the appearance, but what we really need is the transformation of the stuff. And if we don't remove the stuff, oftentimes it can feel like putting lipstick on a pig. Decluttering now allows space to happen when it's time to make the transformation. Decluttering now takes away the overwhelm when it's time to do the big things like paint the walls or transfer furniture in and out or really understand what it is that you want that room to do functionally for you. If you remove some of the excess, you're able to see a little bit more clearly what you want that room to do for you. And decluttering, it depends on on you you may just want to do 10 minutes a day. And depending on how big of the job is, it can feel really overwhelming. And I don't ever recommend taking everything out and putting it on the table in order to go through it and hold it to your heart and find the joy. What I don't ever recommend that process, but if that works for you, fantastic. What I do recommend, however, is starting really, really small. So for example, in my dining room, I have a credenza and in my credenza, I have two cupboards and I have four basket storage areas and I have two shelves. If I were starting small, I would start in one cupboard. That's it. One cupboard today. And then maybe I would wait because my plan to redo that dining room is a year and a half. I might wait two days in order to do the next cupboard. I might wait a week to do the next cupboard. Decluttering can be really hard. It can be really tricky. It can be really overwhelming. So start small, set time limits, maybe listen to your favorite podcast while you're decluttering and let that be your time limit. Maybe you just have a boundary like the drawer or the, or the basket. 
and then you're good. But doing that before you start bringing anything in or out or making any aesthetic changes is going to be helpful and save you time in the long run. Tip number three, when it comes time to shopping, knowing that you are extending this plan over the course of a length of time, when it's time to shop, skip the store. If you know that you're on the phase where you are buying the curtains, let it be online. In fact, please let it be online. (laughs) You know my beef with having curtains when you buy them in the store, they're always too short. So yes, buy those ones online. But identifying which pieces need to be looked at in store in person and which ones you're okay with shopping online is going to be also very helpful. And that can actually happen in the planning phase, knowing which items you're okay with purchasing online, which ones you're okay or want to do in person. Because there are, realistically speaking, things that you want to see. What does that wood tone look like in person? What does that couch feel like? But designating a an afternoon after work, designating a Saturday morning, designating that time and letting that be your main focus is going to help you save time ultimately. And then of course, shop your home whenever you can, because you've already vetted all of the things that are in your home. Can you move them around here and there? Now, I'm not going to go into that today. Tune back in on Thursday because Thursday is the final part of our series, How to Save Money, and we're going to shop the house and I'm going to teach you specific steps for how to do that. So tune back in on Thursday. As you are shopping online, keep tabs of some of the things that you find when you are doing your, your planning phase, when you are having that extra minute in the pickup line and you're able to find a quick curtain as an option keep tabs of that. How do you do that? I like to do it on Pinterest. Create a board, create a file that allows you to keep those in place, in one place, so that when it it comes time to finding the dining room chairs, when it comes time to finding the lamps for the credenza, when it comes time for that, you can go back to that board and you can be efficient in the search because you've already, again, vetted those ideas. And tip number four is to enjoy the process. Usually when things are important to us, when we are enjoying doing something, we make time for it. How do you enjoy the process? That, my dear, is all up to you. Will you enjoy it more if you plan with a friend? Will you enjoy it more if you are a dreamer and are allowed to dream? Will you enjoy it more if you are creating your plan poolside? Will you enjoy it more if you go to Starbucks and grab a drink and allow yourself to create that plan there. How are you going to enjoy the process? One suggestion, now I did mention use Pinterest and of course do that, but use it sparingly. But one suggestion is to get off social media, get off of Instagram, get off of all the places where you are seeing all these different ideas, because that can muddle your time, that can muddle your vision for what you want the room to do for you. And you don't need any more muddling. You need, you need clarity. And for those of you who now really need to know how to carve out more time when it is the painting time, when it is time to hang the curtains, hang the art, install the room, how you create more time when you don't think you have any. All right, here are my four quick tips. I'm not going to expand on these, but let these be the springboard for thinking creatively because we all have the same 24 hours in the day. We all do. So how do you use her as well? Here's number one. If you are taking your kids to school, 
swap carpool duties. Ask a friend, hey friend, for one week, can you take the kiddos in the morning and the afternoon and I'll do it the next week. Swap those out so that you can have uninterrupted time a little bit earlier and throughout the entire school day. Tip number two, plan your meals. If you know that next week you're going to be installing and it's going to take a lot of time to to paint and hang the curtains and hang the art, all the things, this week or the week before, start doubling the recipes so that you can save one batch for install week. Make an extra batch of soup. Or if you're making chicken for, for dinner one night, make extra so that you can have it in salad next week when it is really crunch time. And clean up after dinner, maybe it's someone else's turn. Or maybe it's a quick game, hey kids, we're all going to do 15 minutes, here we go, set the timer, set the songs, and we are done in 15 minutes, so that you can get back to the project. Tip number three, swap out your favorite TV show for install time. How much time do we spend watching Thursday night TV, and it might add up to be two hours? Swap that out, say no for one week or two weeks, so that you can get your jobs done. And tip number four, my very favorite tip, set up a co-op. Invite a friend who wants to redo a room also. Hey friend, let's focus on your home first for a week and then let's come do mine. Having a buddy is not only so much more fun, but we all know the phrase, many hands make light work and it really truly does. And if that buddy isn't able to help you physically with the room transformation, maybe they can help with the kiddos. Maybe they can help watch them, take them to the park, the zoo, whatever it is so that you can get your work done and then you do the same for them. Friends, I hope that is encouraging and inspiring as you create your plan for designing a home that truly delights you and your family. But now I wanna know, do you have a favorite time-saving tip? What can you add? What can you add to inspire our group of mamas who really want to carve out more time to make the change happen in their home when they don't think that they have enough time? So come on over to my Facebook group and share your tip there. We all want to know. All right, friends, until next time, I'll see you soon. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, Would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.